someday I'll wish upon a star and wake up where the clouds are far behind me. Where troubles melt like lemon drops away above the chimney tops, that's where. week on the podcast get high in a poppy field put on some dangerous aluminum makeup and represent the lollipop guild that's right we're talking about this week we're talking about the wizard of oz the wizard of oz. on 100 movies i love on 100 movies you love yes and i'm jason martin and i'm paul Conlon. um have you seen this movie before several times really first time i saw this it was, movie was definitely i believe pretty sure Somewhere on the holidays uh, on CBS. Okay. Holidays? Yes. Because okay. CBS used to always show. This is one of the perennial movies. Yes. But when, but what a, what year, years are you talking about, though? 70s. 1970s. Okay. Yeah. Because, yes, they CBS definitely always showed it once a year. That's the only time you could see it. That's it. Mm-hmm. You know, you had to watch it. But was it on, I think it was on like Easter Sunday night or something. For a long time, I cannot remember what it was. March it was, or sometime. It wasn't like I think later on it became Halloween. a Thanksgiving like airing, but I think when I was a kid it was like March. To me, this movie should have been Halloween, but you know, yeah, that's just me. Is that like talking about Die Hard? Or is a Christmas movie? Uh, no, Where's the Oz? A Halloween it's movie? Just a, it's just so <laughs> weird. Uh, this most recent viewing reminded me, or really pointed out to me. For my age, just how really weird this movie is. Yeah. Um, and, you know, when this movie came out, I'm pretty sure it was a dud when it came out. Yeah. But it, it, it came out for no fame. It did, it did okay, but not great. Well, it came out in 39, didn't it? Yeah. And a bunch of movies came out in 39 that were yeah. pretty good. Uh, yeah. Gone with the Wind. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it happened one night. Yeah. Was it 39? No, no, that was earlier. That was, was like 34. Oh, okay. Mr. Cisco's Washington. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 There were, there were lots of good movies yeah. that came out. Uh, and also, 1938-39 was when Action Comics number one, Superman, came out. Okay. Detective Comics number 27, Batman's first appearance. That late 30s, pre-war. Mm-hmm. A crap load of inventive stuff came yeah. out. Yeah. Of course, this was based on L. Frank Baum's books, which came out many years before that. Yes. 
there was a whole series of them. If you're not familiar with any, except this movie, mm-hmm. uh, I think there's well, 30 or 40 in the series. I don't know exactly how many. Yeah. So, I remember reading one of the books when I was a kid. I don't, I don't remember which one necessarily, but yeah, I loved it because I love this movie. You know, I'm, I haven't read one probably 40, 50 years, but mm-hmm. I remember trying to read them because mm-hmm. I was into fantasy and sci-fi, the Chronicles mm-hmm. of Narnia, this and that. And I thought, what's going to be a lot like that? I could not get through it. Yeah. <laughs> I could not get through the books. Yeah. Presumably as an adult, I'd read it differently mm-hmm. than it was read back then. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, this movie is, this movie is pretty popular. I think a lot of people have seen this one. Yeah. Um, you get the, uh, the opening like dedication in the movie is uh, for those who are young at heart. Um, and uh, so you see Dorothy and Toto leaving Mrs. Mrs. Gulch's place uh, to complain about her to aunt, Am, and uh, they were busy with the little chicks, the little chickens. Um, Elmira Gulch. Yeah, Elmira Gulch. Yeah, um, and uh, there's three guys fixing the wagon, uh, and they all they all give clues about who they are. Like you know, one of them says something about a brain and one a yeah. heart, whatever. And I don't know if you noticed, but uh, uh, Jack Haley's character, I can remember his name. Mm-hmm. He's, he's talking about, there's going to be a statue right to me one day, and he holds the pose that yeah. he first sees a Tin Woodsman at. Right, uh, right. And they, so, and they say, don't start posing for it. Yes. Ann M says that. Yes. Ann M's kind of a bitch. You're like, she's great. It's interesting that <laughs> Uncle Henry and Aunt M did not have counterparts, as that I noticed. I was, right, I was right. even looking they for didn't. them no, they in, in Oz. Yeah. But so many other others did. Right. Um, unless perhaps Glinda was supposed to be the counterpart. I don't know. No, I mean, they, they didn't, which no. is weird. You think they would have, might as well. Yeah. Yeah. But, and then, uh, uh, I just noticed AMM, you know, gives them crawlers. You know, so she said, just fried, just fried. Seemed like a, I don't know. Worms. No, no, crawlers. No, like donuts, you know, oh, crawlers. Crawlers. You. No, yeah, no, sorry. crawlers. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, because some crawlers uh, just seem like a out of place thing, you know. Uh, actually, uh, I've read a lot of Western culture books. I'm mm-hmm. a big Lula Moore fan, and donuts, mm-hmm. um, bear sign, were apparently fairly common back mm-hmm. then because it was a cake that you could fire up really quick and then transport mm-hmm. because of the, the size and the thing. Right. So they were everywhere in the West. Mm-hmm. Um, well, not everywhere in the West. But they were easy enough to make that, you know, truck no wagons would make them as a, you know, a, a treat for the cowboys, whatever. So farmers also would have some kind of treat like that where they could hand it off to the farm and they go out working and then pull hmm. a donut or whatever out of the pocket or out of their I didn't know that. sack. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, and uh, right in here is where you get uh, Dorothy singing the song. I think it's called it's Some, Somewhere Over the Somewhere Rainbow. Over the Rainbow. Um, yeah, this is. I think the most famous movie song of all time. I mean, I as far so. as a movie sung in a song, I mean, a song if you want to say uh, that, or maybe I'll just say the word recognizable. Yeah. The most recognizable right. song from a movie right. ever. Yeah. Yes. And the, the, the notes start and you know what it is. Mm-hmm. The words start and you know, you start singing along. Yeah. And you even watched it, you know, 10 or yeah. 40 times like I have. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and, uh, you know, I mean, the song, I mean, is, of course, a classic. And, you know, that's where, I mean, this also, you know, that's where Rainbow became a symbol for the gay community because of this movie. And the people will say, 
they're friends of Dorothy means they're, means they're gay. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, it's huge that all, that all that symbol came from this movie. And I believe that uh, there's a song from one of the Muppet movies, uh, Rainbow Connection, yeah. which uh, mirrored this song and mm -hmm. both in theme and other stuff. Great song, too. Um, and, uh, you know, the Rainbow bumper, bumper stickers, when I first moved to Atlanta, um, I was seeing them occasionally in cars and I didn't know what it meant. And I thought, because there's a lot of people from foreign countries here, I thought it said something to do with Jesse Jackson, Rainbow Coalition, that that meant, you know, like some kind of all nations, whatever. I didn't know what it was, but for years, I just thought that was something to do with the Jesse Jackson Rainbow Coalition thing. So, yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and did you go on to educate yourself or just kind of stumble upon the truth? I don't know. Someone told me one day or something, I guess. I don't know. Um, didn't didn't know about it for years, but yeah. Um, and uh, Mrs. Gulch rides up, talks to Henry and Antem, and uh, she wants Toto destroyed. Oh yeah, that's, how do you know someone's evil? I want that little dog destroyed. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a pretty easy. You're script. gonna give me your dog, and I'm gonna have him destroyed. I have this note from the sheriff that says so. Yeah, and that's a pretty easy way to tell someone someone in the script is yes. evil. They want to kill your dog. <laughs> They're literally telling people they can kill your dog. Kill your kid, kill your dog. Yeah. You know, like, hey, good thing it's wasn't John Wick's dog. Right, right, exactly. Um, Whole different movie there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then Mrs. Gulch takes Toto in her picnic basket, starts riding off on her bicycle. Of course, Toto jumps out the back and runs home. Yes. Um, and uh, this is where, but during the scene, Ann M, you know, talking to Mrs. Gulch, says, she's obviously pissed off. And Ann M says, and now, being a Christian woman, I can't say it. You know, she wants to tell her what she thinks of her. I can't be a Christian woman. I can't say it. Um, Dorothy and Toto run away from home, and uh, they run across Professor Marvel, who's uh, who's got a, like a little trailer or whatever it is there, uh, talking about the kings of visit the the kings of Europe or something like that. Yeah. And uh, and uh, basically, Marvel makes her realize she should go back home. Um, and uh, he takes the uh, tells her to close her eyes and takes the picture out of the out of her basket. And it's a picture of her and him and yeah. Uncle Henry and uh, and he goes out of his way to help her. Yeah, yeah. You know, maybe she go home. He didn't quite say those words. Right, right. He's he, like he knows what to do. Yeah, she says she uh, Dorothy says the, her name is Anm, and he goes her name is Emily. <laughs> As if that makes him like a, a psychic. Psychic, yeah. Um, and uh, but uh, yeah, he. So she realizes she she should go back home, and this is when the uh, wind is starting to starting to whip up, and uh, she gets back home, and you see the twister uh, lifts the house up, and the special effects, the way they did this with the, uh, I'm sure you read about it. Uh, it was like I can't remember. It was a panty? It was like it was like uh, pantyhose and like that, yeah, some kind of. I don't know what it was in it. it was like something in it too to make it. To, and the ability to just turn it, spin it around. Yeah, I was this time around really paying attention to the sets. Everything was done on soundstage, you mm -hmm. can tell. Mm -hmm. But it was so, I don't know, almost cartoony, yeah. artistically designed. Every every angle, everything. Um, and even though I could tell, it was built on a set. There's nothing was was live. It was all soundstage. It wasn't just this is a dirt road. It was this is a magical dirt road in Kansas. This is mm -hmm. a magical poppy right. field in mm -hmm. Oz. You know, right. nothing was ordinary. 
No, no, absolutely not. Um, and uh, so Dorothy is in her uh, bedroom and uh, she sees things in the twister. Uh, she sees cows flying by and uh, different uh, things going on. And she sees Mrs. Gulch, you know, as the witch. You know? Convert and change. She's riding her right, right. She's slowly changed to a witch on a right. groom. And that's, I think, the signal that things are changing. Yeah. And also, she, she doesn't actually see him. She's knocked out or Presumably. dreaming. Yeah. And, uh, and then the house lands. And uh, um, this is one of the most remarkable moments in movie history where, you know, it was black and white. And now she opens the door and it's in color. Yes. Uh, of course, you know the uh, urban myth about this. No. Put a movie. So you may, perhaps you've heard of the Pink Floyd connection to this movie. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. the Pink Floyd connection is that uh, um, if you start Dark Side of the Moon, side one, right. when the lion roars from GM. The third time, I think. I think it's yeah. Like that, yeah. That there are musical cues from the album to the music of the matchup. And one of them is at the point she opens the door and it goes to color, money from the song money okay it hits for the first time okay. so she opens her own as money as in the money shot right which is a term from a different type of movie no oh, okay money but shot. anyway yeah, yeah the money shot you know, this yeah is it. huh yeah i didn't i mean i knew about the pink i and i heard i heard that back yeah. when i was in college like of um, course uh side one pink floyd doesn't go through the whole movie and it didn't say right. turn it over and play side two for the other and you know there are some interesting clips Clues. I've, uh, there's some things on YouTube you want to watch them, yeah. which it matches it up. Yeah, I've heard that talked about. I've heard that talked about more than I've heard talked about most movies. You know, just the Pink Floyd Wizard of Oz connection. And <laughs> um, never tried it though. I guess I should try it sometime. Um, but uh, yeah, that you know, and she it wasn't actually like when you see her going to open the door up. It's not actually black and white. Still, it's. They basically sepia toned. Yeah, the paint. whole the beginning is it's more painted. sepia. Yeah. Right, it's painted like I mean, but I'm saying in the house when she opens the door, it's not still black and white in the house. No, it's, but it's sepia toned painting. Yeah. To a, a practical effect, so right. they don't have to worry about color and all that stuff. And that's why it's so dark in that house. Of course, it's yeah after a storm, there's right. no lights, blah blah blah. Right. Um, but rather than you know film it in black and white and have mm -hmm. those tones, they still film the color, but they just paint everything in mm -hmm. black and white tones. Yeah. Um, and, uh, so, uh, she walks out and, uh, she's got Toto in her hands and she says, Toto, I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. Um, one mentioned, uh, reference in office space with the flare. <laughs> movie we've already done on the podcast. Yep. Um, besides being a very famous movie quote, uh, she meets Glinda, the good witch. And, uh, you know, she, uh, floats down into bubble. Yeah. And uh, she's like, she basically says, witches are, you know, ugly and bad or whatever like that. It's like, hey, hey, and all the munchkins are laughing like. Not good witches. Good witches are pretty. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Glenda sings the little song about uh, Dorothy says, Kansas, she says, is the name of her star. And all the munchkins are, you know, joining in and uh, just singing the uh, song. The wind began to twitch. The Munchkins yes. are joining in, but uh, the first um, rap lyrics in the movies uh -huh. was this right here. Yeah, <laughs> the wind begin to twitch. Yeah, and that's a uh, this this movie's packed with songs, but you know that's a it's a great one too. Um, 
the different Munchkin, Munchkin groups saying they take their turns singing at different uh, things. But you, they point out, Glenda points out that uh, the house landed on, uh, you know. The Wicked Witch of the East. East. Yes, yeah. And now the Munchkins are free from her tyranny. Yeah. yeah. Thanks and, to Dorothy, their hero. Right. And she, uh, Glenda takes the, uh, with her wand, that gets the ruby slippers off and puts, puts them on Dorothy's. So. Well, First, the Wicked Witch of the West shows up in her right. oh, yeah, redness, right, right. appearing in a big puff of red smoke. Mm-hmm. And she wants to know who killed her sister. And Dorothy, oh, it was an accident. I didn't mean to land my house on her. You know? Yeah. Then Glenda says, oh, but don't forget about the ruby slippers, Wicked Witch of the West. She goes, that's right. Let me go get them. And she goes to get them yeah. and they disappear. And right. the feet one of my favorite up. little things, the feet curl up and pull yeah. under the house. Yeah. Oh, when I first saw them, I was a little child. like, Aah. Yeah, it was really cruel, little gruesome. Yeah, that's pretty creepy. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. Um, and of course, they appear on Dorothy's feet. Yeah, which is give them to me, take them off, and give them to me. Yeah, and this says don't ever take them off. Yeah. yeah. Well, um, and then you. yeah, and the uh, uh, before right before that is where they do the uh, they do the song "Ding Dong, the Witch is Dead." Yes. Which yes. which the wicked which Ding yes. Dong, which is, and uh, you have the little groups. You have the. Uh, the girls, the women come out. You know, we represent the Lollipi League. Lullaby League. And they're dressed in the tutus doing ballet stuff. And of course, the most iconic, uh, we represent the, the Lollipop, Lollipop Guild. <laughs> and uh, those, those, are, uh, those are pretty great. Um, and uh, the Wicked Witch, before she leaves, she says, I'll get you, my pretty. And here's a little dog, too. Um, and then uh, Glenda basically tells her how to get to Oz. She says, follow the Yellow Brick Road. And all the, a lot of the munchkins join in, you know, with their different voices. Follow the Yellow Brick Road. And they're all singing it. Follow the Yellow Brick Road. Follow the Yellow Brick Road. And then they start going to a song. Yeah, What's the song? They're off the to see the wizard, the wonderful wizard of Oz. <laughs> because, 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 because of the wonderful things he does. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then uh, you see, then after, you know, after the song, you see Dorothy and Toto walking down the road. And they run, and this is where the scarecrow comes in. And uh, give me directions. Yeah, he. She says, "Who said that?" And uh, so basically, she lets the scarecrow down off his uh, off his uh, stake or whatever you want to call it. Uh, bends the nail to get him down there, and uh, uh, he breaks into his song. If I only had a brain. And uh, Ray Bolger playing the uh, scarecrow. Um, who originally was going to be the Tin Man, and then they realized, well, this is stupid. This guy's dancing style is way more, yeah. <laughs> way more uh, conducive to a, a straw man that can bend in different directions. Yeah, um, I think uh, Buddy Epson was first hired for the uh, for the Scarecrow, but he was he the Scarecrow. No, no, he was he was he was the original. He was the original Tin Man Tin after man. Ray Bolger switched to Scarecrow. Ray Bolger was the Tin Man. Oh, gotcha. I mean, I mean, Ray Bolger was the Tin Man. And then you're like, well, this is dumb. We need to make him a scarecrow because he because of his fluid dancing motion. Then Buddy Ebsen was going to be the Tin Man. Then the but he, he had the makeup rea- the, reaction to the yeah the, the the makeup fucked him up pretty bad. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He was the original uh, Tin Man. That's why in the in the in the billing of the movie, the Lion, even though he came in third, uh, he is he is built right behind the scarecrow. Because Jack Haley, who played the Tin Man, came in later, essentially. So theoretically, he was probably not as big a name at the time. Um, and uh, 
and you hear uh, a, a voice here um, when he's singing, if I only had a brain, you hear a voice, a woman saying, because he was reciting, I don't know, I don't know, he was, but the woman says, wherefore art thou, Romeo? And that's a voice by the woman who did Snow White. Yes. Yeah. Um, and uh, and the Dorothy says, the wizard could probably get your brain, like, you know, sure. Why not? Who knows? <laughs> I don't know how else she knew that, but, you know. Um, and uh, they're walking down the road again, and then the trees are throwing apples at them because they uh, try to pick so. an apple. Yeah. So they're fighting with the apples and uh, fighting with the trees. Wouldn't want, yeah, the, the trees wouldn't want one of your apples are probably rotten. <laughs> and uh, and then you meet the Tin Man, and uh, he's just stuck in frozen motion. Frozen. He needs yeah. some oil. Yeah. Get that man some oil. Yeah. So yeah, Jack Haley uh, playing the Tin Man. Um, and uh, he's saying, oh, Cam. <laughs> and uh, so they get him out of there. Um, and uh, so it's time for his song, uh, If I Only Had a Heart. Um, so one of my favorite bits of trivia about the mm-hmm. Tin Woodsman is that uh, in the original series, the gruesome origins of the Tin Woodsman. Right. So he was an actual human woodsman. Mm-hmm. You know, he care of orchards, the forest, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he crossed over the Wicked Witch of the West or the East, I remember which one it was. And she cursed him. And so that whenever he used his axe, he'd slowly cut off parts of his body and they'd be replaced with the mechanical parts. So he okay. became, slowly became the mechanical right. Tin Woodsman, uh, which uh, in the books was a lot more, uh, a lot more mechanical. Yeah. Um, and so that is the gruesome origin of the Tin Woodsman. Yeah, that's pretty gruesome. <laughs> yeah. Um, I didn't, I didn't know about that. Many one. of the characters that people know from just the movie mm-hmm. have these really unusual or bizarre origin stories behind them that L. Frank Baum came up with. Yeah. So uh, once you learn some of the stuff, you're like, oh, this, yeah. is, this is kids' literature. It was at the time. Yeah, that's pretty brutal. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, of course, Dorothy promises him, yeah, the wizard can probably get it to your heart too. So, and uh, so they go down and, uh, and they're like, I wonder what's here. The forest starts to get a little darker. Yeah. And then they break out of the song. Lions again. and tigers and bears. Oh, oh my. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And uh, this is where the lion shows up. Um, Primo. Yeah. Primo. Yeah. I'll put you all. Bert Lar. Um, I'll put you with one horn beyond that back. Yeah. I'll put you with two horns. Yeah. And occasionally Bert Lar, I'll see his, uh, his son. It's like, a, I can't remember. He's like a movie critic or a writer or something. And I'll see him on. Stuff on Talking Heads documentaries, and as soon as you see him, like, of course, that's of course that Bert Lars son. Of course it is. You know, it's funny because uh, for the longest time, I believed that Jackie Earl Haley, who was in Bad News Bears, <laughs> I think, was the grandson of, of Jack Haley. Oh, okay, not true. They're not. Oh, okay. They're not related at all. It makes sense. Yeah, because um, the name Jack right. Earl, right? You know, a, a variation of his grandfather's name, whatever. But they're not. They're not, not same family tree. Hmm. But uh, and it wasn't until a couple years ago that. Um, I said, yeah, this, this is true. I'm like, oh, it's not true. Well, yeah, I never thought thank, about thank it. Thank you, Internet. Makes sense. I mean, um, and uh, so Dorothy uh, basically uh, slaps the lion because he uh, he was like attacking Toto or whatever or threatening me. Um, and uh, so the lion starts crying and uh, he's basically saying ringing he his courage. Ringing yeah, ringing his tail. tail yeah. <laughs> and uh, she says, the wizard could probably get you courage. Yeah. 
So they're all together and they all together singing again. We're off to see the wizard. <laughs> yeah. And uh, we get to the, we get up to, we see the witch uh, there with the uh, crystal ball and uh, with her flying monkeys. It's pretty terrifying. Yeah. Flying monkeys. They're pretty creepy looking. Very creepy looking. Yeah. Uh, obviously people in monkey suits and all, but make them so puts them so far under it yeah I mean, you, you, it's hard to tell that they are actually yeah i mean we know right looking at well that's a guy hunched right. over in a monkey right. suit and all that stuff right. the makeup was just so good for the time it was yeah um, that it would fool the, the unsophisticated crowns from 1939 yeah you know as, as special effects got better and better through the years it wouldn't fool mm-hmm. even little kids anymore but still it's yeah first time seeing this movie is a child probably really creepy yeah no matter what age you are yeah it's pretty it's pretty uh realistic um and then uh the witch figures out the you know poppies will make them sleep yeah so they mm. they walk through a poppy field and poppies. uh yeah so opium <laughs> yeah what comes from poppies yeah oh. so uh so uh dorothy wanders into a uh, poppy field um an opium den basically and uh, it's interesting because it makes sense because, you know, Dorothy and the lion are the only ones affected by it because Scarecrow and Tin Man are, you know, magical, basically. Yeah. Fake. I mean, the lion's a real thing. Lion breathes. Dorothy breathes. Right. Scarecrow doesn't really breathe. Right. Woodsman. No. But it's one something I never thought about probably until a few years ago. I was like, yeah, of course. They're the ones that are affected by it. Um, and... Um, Eventually, they you know they wake up. Uh, Glinda helps them out, and uh, they arrive at the Emerald City, and they want to see the wizard. And uh, so you get another song again in the merry old land of Oz, where they're showing all the magical things that are. Well, now back up a little bit to the the guard at the door mm-hmm. that opens up the mm-hmm. door. Same actor, really. As <laughs> same actor, third part Frank Morgan. Yeah. Frank Morgan. Uh, another part for him, mm-hmm. um, the, um, Professor Marvel, mm-hmm. this guy at the door, and mm-hmm. of course, the great and powerful Oz. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, they, he mentions the uh, thing like, you know, that's a horse of a different color. Um, and they literally, there's a, a horse in there that changed colors. You know what they use to, to, to uh, paint the horse? Uh, I'm going to go lead paint and the horse died. <laughs> that would be even better. They used Jello. Jello. Which is made of gelatin, which is made. Oh, from horses. 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 Mm, yeah. That's a horse of a different color. And the horse was licking it because it was delicious. So. There's always room for Jello. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, so that's a fun little piece of trivia. Um, and they're, they're singing the in merry old land of Oz, and uh, you see different parts of uh, you know whatever the seamstresses and everything. Uh, and then uh, you see the witch is doing the sky riding with her broom, um, basically threatening Dorothy. Yeah. Um, and uh, the lion gets his little song here. Uh, so we have an early version of Twitter. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, the lion gets his song here. If I were king of the forest. <laughs> <laughs> So he gets his little song. Um, they uh, actually uh, they meet with the they meet here with the wizard. Um, and there's all kind of flames and everything, and everything's scary, very scary. Um, and the wizard's like, "Bring me the broomstick of the witch, wicked witch of the west." 
um, you know, so I grant your wishes are basically uh, a reason to, you know, yeah, reason to like put off basically and give them, can't give them quests that probably not going to be able to do so you don't have to deal with them. Right, right. Go do this impossible task, and mm-hmm. when you come back, I'll help you out. Yeah, yeah. yeah good luck with that. Yeah, and um, and uh, so basically, uh, um, Dorothy is captured by the witch, and uh, Toto escapes um, to get to the to get to the three guys to basically warn them where they where they're going to go, and we'll be back right after this. <laughs> here on the podcast talking about Wizard of Oz. Have you heard of it? Yeah, I think so. I think everybody's heard of it. Um, Victor Fleming. Wow. Yeah. What a good movie he made. Well, him and the other three guys that directed it. <laughs> um, so uh, reading about the uh, the trivia on this, mm-hmm. so much stuff that we've gotten mm-hmm. seen. One of the things uh, that I like, I'm, I don't know if it's urban legend or true, but it's what I read. Then looking for an old vintage style coat for Frank Morgan to wear as mm-hmm. Professor Marvel. Yeah. Uh, they went through a bunch of thrift shops and stuff there in Hollywood. And they found yeah. something he liked. And while they're like filming a scene or he's waiting to do something, he's like going to the pockets and he pulls out this letter. Mm-hmm. And it's a letter written to written by L. Frank Baum. Yeah. Because it used to be his coat. Yeah. Uh, not to me. That's just too much. I think stuff. Yeah, I've read I, it. I too, think it's a little, that's a little bit ur- urban messed up. But still, it's I think that's bullshit. But yeah, I read. Considering all the other things that went on, um, um, yeah, most of the Munchkins could not speak English. Yeah. Um, during uh, this was, you know late thirties, mm-hmm. so uh, they came over from Europe fleeing the Nazis. Right. And uh, most of them spoke German or Polish or some mm-hmm. other language. But they all kind of came over in mass because they were a minority that was being right, persecuted right. and rounded up. Right. And uh, Hollywood said, hey, what can we do with a whole bunch of uh, little people? Yeah. Let's make a movie. L. Frank Baum's uh, Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, there were a few American or English uh, speakers in there, and they had most of the lines. And they mm-hmm. were used over and over again for singing, dubbing mm-hmm. in voices and such. Right. Yeah. It's, yeah. And, and then uh, this movie, I think. I remember it came out like it might have been like two weeks or something, I think, before Hitler invaded Poland, something like that. It was in that era. So, um, and this movie on Rotten Tomatoes, 98. 
Wow, it's so high. Yeah. But you know what? Uh, this most recent viewing, it just holds up, even though mm -hmm. it's all done on a soundstage. It's easy to tell. It's just so well designed, mm -hmm. so well shot. Everything is put together very well. And, you know, the songs are iconic. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. It, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, 98, we've had, I think, maybe two other 98s on the so far, maybe three more. We haven't had a 99 or 100 yet, but 98's pretty damn good. Um, this movie uh, won Oscars for Best Original Song and Score, uh, nominated for Best Picture, Cinematography, Art Direction, and Special Effects. You know, Judy Garland was not the first choice to play Dorothy Gale. Right. The uh, actress they wanted was under contract to another studio, and they didn't want her, they didn't want to let her go to the, what they thought was going to be a really good movie. And that was, mm -hmm. of course, Shirley Temple. Yeah, yeah. A uh, little redhead girl. Yeah. Um, they thought this would be a really good movie. Mm -hmm. And like, yeah, we can't let her go for that and let them find someone else. Right, right. And it, it seemed, you know, what we know now, because, I mean, Shirley Temple was 10 at the time. Yeah. It seemed crazy, but based on the book, that's actually more Yeah, more, more closer to the age. Uh, right. Uh, Judy Garland was 16 or 16, 17, yeah, yeah. And uh, more well-developed and, in fact, mm -hmm. had to be dressed to yeah. be less uh, mm -hmm. womanly-looking than girl-looking. Yeah. Uh, you know, strap her figure down mm -hmm. um, to be more realistic as a child. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, this movie is uh, on some lists for sure. Um, it's the, on your list. It's on my list. Um, the AFI uh, top 100 movies of all time list, which is the list of all this. The current one, the 2007 version, it is number 10 on the all time movies list. On the original version, the 1998 list, it is number six on that version. So it is as expected. Uh, yeah, you would find this uh, near the top of the top 100 movies of all time. No question. The AFI uh, fantasy uh, list of movies of all time. It's number one. Wow. The AFI villains, um, The Wicked Witch of the West, number four of all time. Wow. Uh, for example, uh, movies we've already done here. Uh, there are several uh, on this list. Hannibal uh, Lecter was one. Nurse Ratchet was five. Uh, the Alien was 14. Jack from The Shining is 25. Hans Gruber is 46 from Die Hard. Yeah. So several uh, already on the list we've done. Um, the AFI quotes uh, of all time. Number 99 of all time quote is, I'll get you, my pretty. And your little dog, too. Uh, number 23 is, there's no place like home. Number four is, Toto, I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. So... The, uh, you know, I can't imagine too many critics at the time that voted against this movie, but, you know. <laughs> Apparently there are at least two. Well, but yeah, but I mean. Two out of hundred. I think there were more back then, but current, you know, oh, yeah. currently all of them love it, uh, I think kind of thing. Well, I think the uh, iconic nature of this movie obviously comes from its longevity. Mm -hmm. um, nearly everyone who's a critic now grew up with this movie. Yeah. Watching it on TV. Yeah. Perennial favorite. Owning it um, when it first came out, you can only see it in the theaters for mm -hmm. decades. Mm -hmm. uh, when until it starts showing on TV, that a wider audience, a much much wider audience, really yeah. see it. Yeah. And by the time it did start showing up on TV, it already been decades since it had been in the theaters, and it was just almost mythological. And it's, uh, oh, this was the movie to go see, kind of thing. Yeah. And um, 
the budget on this movie, uh, $2.8 million, which is pretty substantial back then, $2.8 million. The box office, uh, $35 million. That's a pretty good multiplier there. Yeah, I mean, it's still, at the time, $35 million is still... It, it was not a, it was not a massive failure. It's just a compared to what you think it would have done. It's it is you know, the um, the inflated box office for this movie six hundred fifty five million dollars. Pretty so, decently respectable. Yeah, and, and we just talked about Home Alone. Home Alone beat beat that number by a couple hundred million. Yeah. So, put in perspective, it's still not as big a deal as yeah. Home Alone. Um, Comparison, uh, another movie, little movie that came out that year, Gone with the Wind. Gone with the Wind. Gone with the Wind, the box office, not the inflated, the actual box office of Gone with the Wind is $390 million. Compared to the $35 million. Right. Wow. So, ten, almost, so it's 10 times bigger than Wizard of Oz. It, it's almost like Wizard of Oz got Home Alone by Gone with the Wind. Yes, <laughs> it did. Um, the inf- so inflated box office of Gone with the Wind. Which is the number one movie of all time, easily, for inflation. Um, six million, six billion. Seven point three billion dollars. Seven point three billion. Wow. Seven point three billion dollars. Yeah, put in perspective, on the so far over fifty episodes, we've done a total of, I think, two movies that passed, maybe three that passed a billion in the inflated. This is box seven numbers. billion. Right, seven billion. We don't have a movie that's. This was the monster. Cl- yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and is still with the win on your list? No, it's not. No, it's not. Well, then, frankly, my dear, we don't give a damn. Yeah, exactly. Um, here's a loaded question. When did you first see this movie? On TV sometime uh, in the 70s. Do you remember the t- first time you saw it? No, I don't remember it. <laughs> no, I don't one, no one remembers the first time yeah. they saw it because they were probably three years old yeah. or something. Three, four, five, six. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I can remember the first time I realized part of it was in color. Yeah. You know, we used to have black and white TV, you know, yeah. you had no clue that it was changing the color. Right, right. For us, it was all seamless. Yeah. Or yeah. apparently seamless. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, first saw the movie, who knows? Uh, probably me, who knows? 1974, who knows? I'm sure I didn't even know what it was until the late 70s, even know what it was, really, old enough to recognize it. Um, yeah, this movie was... This is, I mean, yeah, of course, who knows? Um, release date was August 25th, 1939. Um, some other movies in theaters at the time. Young Mr. Lincoln, uh, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, and Gone with the Wind. Young Mr. Lincoln, was that Henry Fonda? I can't remember. Maybe. I don't think Mr. so. Mr. Smith Goes to Washington was Jimmy Stewart. And- yeah, yeah. Um, Young Mr. Lincoln is something I've seen on... Turner Classic at one point, yeah. but a uh, good movie. Not not nearly as big as those other ones, but uh, and uh, the directors of this movie because they're Victor Fleming is credited. credited. There are th- three other directors: George Cukor, King v- Vidor, Vidor, and Richard Thorpe. So yeah, there's four directors in this movie. Um, which is pretty unusual. You would think the movie was a big mess, but you know, and you have four different directors. Um, one thing I want to mention: uh, when I watch this movie, I still know I, I still know at least what used to be the commercial breaks. Really? Oh, I know. Okay, commercial break at the end of this, like 
when the lion runs, runs running out and he's scared and runs running out. And I guess for a lot of people that only saw it on TV, yeah, commercial breaks were in yeah. rain as well as I remember that scene. Right, right. I remember that being in the movie. What's right. going on with that? And yeah, it was always on CBS at least for a long time. Um, now it's on uh, TBS every year. Um, I watched it this year, Thanksgiving Day. I mean, that's uh, used to be. I think it was. You think it used to be Easter Sunday night? I think is when, like in the late late seventies, early eighties, I believe. But it was always springtime anyway. It was March sometime. Um, it was always once a year, and that's it. You couldn't get it. Uh, you mm-hmm. didn't have V eight. There was no VHS, yeah. and it didn't exist on VHS probably until. 84 or something, probably 85, something like that. You saw it once a year and you definitely watched it, but that was it. Uh, you know, it reminds me that uh, Disney used mm-hmm. to have a seven-year cycle and they would re-release mm-hmm. movies every seven right. years. Right. Um, of course, nowadays with them owning so many different services, right. um, I'm not sure how, if that's been busted or not. Uh, apparently, mm-hmm. almost everything yeah, in the library is available on their streaming right. service. Right. Um, presumably. So I can't imagine them really holding something back for seven years. You're only going to see Finding Nemo once every seven years or something like that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it could be older classics or like that. Mm-hmm. I doubt you'll find Song of the South on their streaming service, but mm-hmm. you know, Yeah. Um, now, there's several versions of this, but have you, I mean, have you heard the symbolism in The Wizard of Oz? Um. What I've read mostly about is the uh, financial political symbolism that yeah. Frank Baum was trying yeah. to impart that each of the characters represented different viewpoints of where America should be going mm-hmm. financially and politically, and mm-hmm. that uh, each of the characters also represent different political, social, economic factors and mm-hmm. factions in America. Mm-hmm. Um, and that uh, uh, this was sort of his allegory of where he thought mm-hmm. America should be going. As yeah. Well. Well, here's my, here's my story. Here's um, because there's there's a lot of different ones, but I was actually a professor in college in a history class. You were a professor in college in a history class? Sure. Um, my professor told me the symbolism, um, and I've told I've told it to dozens of people over the years because everybody's seen The Wizard of Oz, so it's it can potentially interesting. Easy to relate. Everybody's you know everybody's seen it, you know. So so here, here's the symbolism. Um, the um okay keep in mind the books were written you know early 1900s you know before basically before world war one america was not was not the dominant power in, in the world yet uh england was still kind of the power but until after world war one america was not the dominant power really okay um the um wicked witch of the uh east uh represents russia She's a threat, but she's not as big a threat. She gets killed early, right? Wicked Witch of the West is Germany, who's the bigger threat. Um, the Scarecrow is the American farmer. They're not educated. They feel like they're going to fall behind. They don't have a brain. I mean, you know, they don't have a brain. They're uneducated. They feel like they don't have a brain. And that's that's their, that's their challenge. The Tin Man... Uh, this is when early, right before before unions, really, the time at least, were making things safer. Tin Man represented American industry. Uh, didn't have heart. It was, factories were dangerous. People were getting killed all the time. Little kids were working in factories. 
it was dangerous. No one really cared. So American factory the industry didn't have a heart. Uh, and the cowardly lion courage represented American military. They didn't have the courage yet. They weren't the dominant power yet in, in the world. And, uh, uh, Oz abbreviation for ounces for gold, follow the yellow brick road. Cause they're talking about going off if, whether or not they're going to go off the gold standard. Ah. So OZ stands for ounces. And so follow the yellow brick road. I guess Frank Baum was saying, stay on the gold standard. Yeah. Follow the yellow brick road. Yeah. Yeah. Get to Oz, get to those ounces and you will have your courage. Mm -hmm. You will find your heart. Mm -hmm. You will have a brain. Yeah. And I've told, like I said, I've told that to many people because everybody's seen Wizard of Oz. So it's, it's easy to relate to, you know? Um, so, yeah, <laughs> uh, I was going to mention, uh, you mentioned like Buddy Ebsen, who was the original uh, Tin Man, you know, dropped out because of uh, the makeup, you know, it was uh, whatever, basically put him in the hospital. Yeah, whatever was in it. Like you know, inhaling his lungs or, or whatever, yeah. aluminum dust. Um, aluminum dust, yeah. So, you know, who knows if he would have stayed in here, you know, he'd probably maybe it's too big a deal maybe to do Beverly Hillbillies later. So who knows? And if there had been no Beverly Hillbillies, there may never have been a Hollywood Hillbilly. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. It all comes full cycle. You could, or you could have you could have used that name instead of fake making your fake oh, version. Yeah. Name. <laughs> oh, you know what? The Beverly Hillbillies. That sounds right. Right. Um, but uh, you know, he probably never does the Beverly Hillbillies. The Beverly Hillbillies, by the way, was one of the most popular TV shows yeah. of all time. Or so. maybe Ray Bulger. Right. Is, is uh, the father. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to mention uh, the TV show Fargo. Uh, they had an episode just a few weeks ago, um, which was um, started out in black and white. And I'm like, this is interesting. What are they doing? And now the the show is this season is set in Kansas City. And the, the guy is traveling with this kid across Kansas on his way to South, South Dakota. So it's black and white. They're going across Kansas. I'm like, what, the, what? What's going on? Like, and 40 minutes in the episode, it's still black and white. I'm like, what the hell are they doing? Um, and there's a fight scene, and in the back, you know, gradually this the uh, sky gets darker and darker in the episode. And in the fight scene, you see in the background of this guy, you see this twister start to come up, and the twister comes up and basically gets the guy, sucks him up into it, and the other guy too, right? And the little kid, who at the time is safely in his hotel room, he walks to the door and opens the door, and now everything's in color. Killer. They do it like 45 minutes into the episode. It's roughly the same time that uh, the movie does? Uh, no, well, because the episode is mostly black and white. You know what I mean? So and I'm wondering. I'm, oh, the year. The timing. No, the timing of when the movie started to when it went to color. Right, right. Because when the, 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 the tornado's gone, and yeah. Well, yeah. I know. Not just after the tornado, but I wonder if the actual minutes of time is the same. Oh, okay. But they they chose that's the point in the show to go, to, even though they're not. The, almost, yeah. Uh, an hour and forty minutes as long the movie is. Yeah. It's only an hour show. Yeah. But you know, at, at a certain point, mm. you know, was it exactly? I think it was right after forty minutes for both of them. That'd be interesting. I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if it was. Yeah, could be. Um, I don't know. Um, uh, I want to mention this. Uh, I mean, this is, as far as the Western world goes, as far as America goes, I mean, this is no question. This is the most famous movie in history. This is it. I mean. More famous than Gone with the Wind? Yes, absolutely. Uh, let's put it this way. Yes, because it's, it's, 
it's 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 more famous, but it's more seen. It's definitely been seen by more people. It's been seen more times by people. There's no there's no there's no debate there. I mean, you know, Gone with the Wind. You know, you could maybe you could say it's a better movie, but have people seen Gone with the Wind as many times? No. I like what you said there a minute ago. I think I'm going to use it from now on in my my talking. Uh, the answer is yes, but let me put it a different way. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, exactly. And there's this is the most famous movie ever made. Um, the, uh, now, Jerry Marin, who was sort of the Munchkin spokesman, I think he was one of the Lollipop Guild guys, actually. He died just a few years ago. Was he the last? I think so, yeah. Munchkin? Yeah. One of my uh, podcast uh, uh, friends, she uh, she gave her a little trivia about that. Like he died a few well, I know that the, uh, the group was called the Singer Munchkins. It's mm-hmm. not because they sang. It's because uh, they're... Uh, Agent was a guy named Leo Singer. Mm, okay. so if you heard thing with Singer Munchkin, do you think of oh, the sewing machine company? Yeah. They're all saying, no, it's because their agent was uh, agent agent stuff okay. manager was a guy named Leo Singer. Any relation to Leo Sayer? Uh, Singer Sayer, I don't know. Okay, yeah. Um, the Munchkins uh, made fifty dollars a week. Toto made one hundred twenty-five dollars a week. Yeah, sad commentary. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, Uncle Henry, who doesn't have a lot of lines but uh charles grapewin is his name it's, it's pretty perspective how i mean how old this movie is compared to most of the movies on the list he was born in 1869 i mean he was born in the same same century he was same near, decade that the civil 90, war ended. It was nearly 90 when it came out. yeah i mean 30 uh 70 you know it was like 72 or something 71 well, 69 to 30 would be uh oh 40 no, 70, yeah, yeah 70. So like 72 or something 71 yeah, yeah. I mean, he was born in 1869, so that's that's crazy. <laughs> um, uh, Margaret Hamilton was on an episode of Mister Rogers in 1975, uh, basically uh-huh. to because you know to make kids realize what make believe was to like you know because kids are I'm sure were afraid of her. I mean, yeah. you know, and uh, basically did a episode to I think he maybe did some of the makeup or something to see to make kids realize the difference between make believe and you know real um i probably saw that i don't remember it but um i probably it was right the right age to see it but um at one point they were doing the jitterbug in the movie and they wisely decided to edit that that part out okay i'm i don't remember that no no i mean they edited it out but that's good because you know it'd be dated yeah very the dances they had were bizarre enough as it was yeah they were yeah the jitterbug um the uh and the movie was uh, getting this movie made by MGM was a reaction to Snow White wanting to compete with Disney. what Walt Disney had just done. We want something similar that something, you know, a fairy tale kind of something that. And getting able to throw in the voice kids, of Snow White there in that one little scene. Right, right. So this is a reaction to Snow White. They made this movie because of Snow White, which was 1937. So um, I do know that. Uh, there were far more scenes of the Wicked Witch that were filmed, but they were cut it. They were edited out because they thought she'd be too scary for the kids. They really wanted to yeah. make a kids' movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, and um, yeah, this um, I already mentioned that this is the most watched movie in U.S. history. The most popular, like it's the most uh, obviously obviously the most referenced. You can make a you can make a Wizard of Oz reference, and I've seen. I'm sure a thousand of them on TV shows yeah. and movies. We've already talked about at least 10 of the movies we've done so far. Probably made a reference, reference to the Wizard yeah. of Oz. 
I mean, it's 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 this the movie, you know. Um, the tagline for this movie: "Mighty Mighty Miracle Show of a Thousand Delights." Wow, interesting tagline for way back then. But they were, you know, still in the P.T. Barnum version right. of selling movies back right. then. Yeah. So, eh, not a memorable tagline, but yeah. for the time for the time, it makes sense. The Bechdel test. Aunt M and Dorothy and Mrs. Gulch talking about Toto. Yeah, they all talk about, about something other than a guy. Yeah. Um, so um, the three main female characters. And then in Oz, mm-hmm. Good Witch Glenda. Right. Wicked Witch of the West. You're right. They're talking about women. We don't women. really know her name at the time. They're all on. talking about women. They're talking about, about the witch. Yes. Right. They're not, they're not worried about other guys. Right. Even when they mention the Wizard of Oz, it's not really... You know, and I'm only right. talking about him because he's the hero, leader, or whatever. Right, right. So I think this movie absolutely. Yeah, this might be the defines it. This might be the the best, the most passing Bechdel test yeah. we've done so far. Um, yeah. So there's and yeah. most of the interactions in Oz are really that triumvirate: mm-hmm. the good, the bad, mm-hmm. and the in between. Yeah. So. Yeah. So. This one definitely passes the Bechdel test uh, easily. Um, most of my movies, we have to really have to study it to get it to yeah. barely pass. Most of the male characters are secondary. They're yeah. brainless, mm-hmm. heartless, courageous, yeah, and yeah. faceless. Yes. Yeah. Um, so we can get back to talk about the story here. Uh, I, I passed the uh, Steve Parker word on this because there's nobody that appears in my other movies <clears throat> at all in this movie. So, <laughs> uh, so I passed. None of them hitting Judy Garland? No. No. Margaret Hamilton? No. No. I couldn't name another Margaret Hamilton movie. I couldn't name another Frank Morgan movie, and he was in a lot of movies. Yeah. I uh, could barely name a few Judy Garland movies, but even then, she was the star. She wasn't the background. So. Yeah. Anyway, um, we can get back to talking about the story. Uh, we're to the point where the guards are singing. Uh, whatever they're saying. Yes, there's so many versions of what they might pop. But yeah. to me, it's Oreo, Oreo, Oreo cookies. That's all I know. Oreo, yeah, Oreo, Doctor Cookies. No, okay. <laughs> I haven't heard that one actually, but you know, people say Oreo, or it's just either it's nonsense, or people are saying it's something about communism, like all we own, we all own. Uh, different versions. Um, oh yeah, I think I've heard that one. Yeah, Oreo, so, Oreo. Yeah. yeah, so and the, the consensus seems to be that it's all nonsense there is no real yeah. answer to the question so um i think you just wanted the sounds and the rhythm yeah. and yeah. Uh, the movement it's a spooky to, sounding yes. thing yeah yeah absolutely uh the tin man uses his axe to break down the door um this is after they beat up the guards and they're dressed as the guards um and uh dorothy takes a bucket of water and throws it on the witch and kills her because she's burning she wants to help right, her. Right. And she right. doesn't know. Oh, she's on fire. I'm going to grab the water and throw mm-hmm. it on her. How would you know that? How could you possibly know yeah. what my one weakness is? Ah. Yeah, yeah. And she says, What a world, what a world. Yeah. And like, I don't know if that's the right reaction there. What a world. <laughs> um, and uh what's great is the the guards are totally cool with that. Like yeah, oh, when she's she gone, killed. it's like, oh, she's dead. Hmm. If they could have spit on her in that movie, right, they would have right there. Right, yeah. right, exactly. Kick her. Yeah. <laughs> um and uh so I think even the monkeys are happy. Yeah, yeah, definitely. 
It's, yeah. it's like when uh, like fuck her. It's like when Dorothy's house landed on her sister. Mm-hmm. The Munchkins were like, "Yay, you're my hero!" Yeah. Um, and uh, you know, Dorothy asks, "You know, can, can I have her broom?" And they're like, "You know, they're like, yes, please take it, take it." Um, and uh, they all go back to the wizard, and the wizard says, "Come back tomorrow." You know, that reminds me. You know, early on, Glenda did early on. Glenda asked Dorothy, "Well, where's your broom?" You know, to right. move around. Well, I don't have a broom. Well, you have to walk. Follow the yellow brick road. Yeah. But of course, the foreshadowing is, where's your broom? You yeah. Know? Okay. You know. I well, thought about that. The wicked witch has it. She's got to go get it. Oh, okay. Huh. Um. The uh, again, you know, the the wizard says, "Come back tomorrow," and uh, Toto literally pulls back the curtain, which yes. is a which is another saying that comes from the Wizard of Oz. Pull, pull back, back the, the curtain. Pull back the curtain. One of my uh, favorite. More recent pop culture reference to this was from the uh, uh, the video for the song by Arr, I'm drawing a blank suddenly. Uh, let's see if I can pull it out of my head. Uh, oh, God, who did that? Let me up Okay. Well, and the wizard, so basically, they, uh, the wizard, uh, you know, basically emits he's fake and. Uh, the wizard gives the scarecrow a doctorate of thinkology. And uh, he gives the lion a, a metal cross, a triple, a triple cross, um, and he gives the tin man a testimonial heart. And it looks—it's a clock, and it looks like—and that's where Flavor Flav probably got his idea for and a clock around his, his neck. Um, and uh, the the wizard says, "The heart is not judged by how much you are loved, but how much, but how much." How much you love, but how are you loved by others? How are you loved? I messed that up, but it's a great line. And uh, Dorothy says, I don't think there's anything in that black bag for me. And uh, uh, how could I forget this? Loose Traveler, Run Around. Uh-huh. Oh, okay. The whole, uh, the whole video was a riff on uh, Dorothy and, and I can, I Wizard can, of I've Oz. seen it, but I can't remember. Um, I can't remember that. All the party-going, club-going characters were sort of Dorothy- Scarecrow team okay. was looking, and uh, you know, part of it, the whole storyline was that uh, there was this great band that they wanted to go see, mm-hmm. and they can't get to it. They're trying to get around, and they finally went up backstage, and a little dog pulls up a side curtain, and there's Blues Traveler, the okay. real band, playing the song, right. while the band on stage, which is much more photogenic, right, know, right. Is, is mouthing all the words. And, oh, okay. You know. I remember that now, yeah. but it's been a, been a while since I've seen that one. Um, yeah. And the, 20, the, 30 years ago. Wow. Yeah. Uh, the wizard landed in Oz. He mentioned he tells Dorothy uh, where he was. He just landed here where he was proclaimed Oz, the first wizard deluxe. Times being what they were, I accepted the job. You know, uh, so this, this came out in the depression. So you know, sure. Uh, the balloon. Uh, you know, he takes off on the balloon and flies off, and Glinda uh, shows up. But without Dorothy, who's supposed to go with him? Right. Right. There. Right, right. And uh, she says. Uh, Goodbye, the Tin Man, the Lion, the Scarecrow. And she says, I think he'll miss you most of all to the Scarecrow, which yeah. must have hurt the other guys. Then it says, tap your heels together and repeat, there's no place like home. No place yeah, like what, home. Uh, what a white-hatted bitch. She could have told her right from the beginning. Hey, yeah. Tap your heels and you can go home is what you want. Instead, she makes her go out and kill the Wicked Witch. Yeah, yeah. For her Just using evil her. plans for domination. She's the only witch left. Yeah. And yeah, she gets back to Kansas and she does the, you were there and you were there and you and you and you. And, and we'll be right back. It's no place like home.
talking about the wizard of oz the wizard of oz um is it time for game yeah it's time for games what game are we playing this week? uh we'll keep going with the last man standing right? okay yeah. all right uh however i'm gonna pick two particular actors all right um stuff that you know, like follow up with so many but uh, i've chosen these two because of the wizard of oz they're okay. not in it okay however they were in the semi-classic 1981 movie under the rainbow Starring Chevy Chase and Carrie Fisher. Okay. So let's do Chevy Chase and Carrie Fisher. Okay. And I'm going to say Under the Rainbow is off the table since that's where the movie's coming from. Any movie with that. Okay. All right. Um, I'm going to say uh, Star Wars Episode Four: A New Hope. Could you have said just Star Wars because when it came out, the salt was calm. I think so. And nowadays, no one knows what this happened. <laughs> I saw in the theaters it was Star, just Star Wars. Yeah. When you listen, listen to like a thousand Douglas movies episodes, you know the correct title. Okay. So I'll just follow that up with Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. Episode. Sorry, episode five. Okay. Uh, Star Wars episode six, Return of the Jedi. Star Wars episode seven. The Force Awakens. Okay. Um, National Lampoon's Vacation. The Blues Brothers. Nash. National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation. National Lampoon's Vegas Vacation. That's why I skipped that one because I'm not. Sure, if it's Vegas or Las Vegas, no, no, I'm not sure if it's the National Lampoon's tag on the European. Ah. Oh, the European one, and I think European and Vegas are not 
I thought they were homebrew. Sanctioned. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Mm, that's probably why they kept changing. Let's say them anyway. We'll just yeah. we'll, you say if you say European. If they're not, Vegas. if they're not, I, I said Vegas, so you could say European. Right. So we're both we're yeah. both losers. Okay. Yeah. We're both we're both winners. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but let's move on to the next movie. Mm -hmm. uh, so you're going to go with I said Vegas. You're going to say European. Right, right. And it's my shot for uh, Star Wars Episode Eight. Mm -hmm. Oh God, The Last Jedi. Okay. Um, hmm. I'm going to say Caddyshack. We know. It seems like old times. That's foul play. <laughs> <laughs> I knew you'd say that. They do, a, they do a game sometimes with Douglas movies when they get really good people. And they'll incorporate it into a sentence, like you're accusing someone of something. Yeah. Like that's foul. That's foul. Yeah. yeah, I like the idea. I wish we were that smart. Yeah. Um, uh, right now, I'm just trying to think of another uh, Carrie Fisher movie. Uh, was she in Postcards from the Edge? I'm not sure. I know it was about her. She wrote the book. I'm not I, sure. I know she didn't direct it. Uh, I don't think producing <sighs> credits matter. No, nah, producer. I don't, I don't, I mean, if she was in, I don't remember. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. just guessing. Yeah, pass on that. I don't one. know. To go with Fletch. Okay, Fletch lives. Modern problems. Hmm. Uh, the Invisible Man. Interesting take on the, the whole thing. Mm -hmm. um, nothing but trouble. Uh, Spies Like Us. Yeah, that was a funny movie. At the time. I, mm -hmm. I don't find it as funny anymore. Oh, probably about a year from now we can say Community. <laughs> Whatever the title, subtitle that'll be. Oh, uh, maybe. Maybe. maybe you probably you, won't be in the movie. Yeah, probably won't be in the movie. Six seasons in, six seasons in a movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, let's see, let's back it up, back it up, back it up. Uh, oh, best defense was she in that? I thought Chevy was in it, and Eddie Murphy had that small part. Dudley Moore was the star. Oh, freaking yeah! All right, uh, let me think of something else. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, you don't that. Was she in that one? No. I'm sure if Chevy's listening, if Chevy's listening right now, he's disappointed in us. Caddyshack hmm. um, three, the revenge, <laughs> the revenge of the eye. Um, <laughs> I am drawing a blank. I think he may have actually been in Caddyshack too, just for like a, but I'm not sure for like a brief cameo. Or, but I'm not sure. Or maybe they just pulled some scene from the first movie and threw him in there. No, I mean, I yeah, well, they might have done that because it was bad. But I think he, I think he, I'm not sure if he was in that. I'm, I had a couple more at least. I'm not thinking anything. Um, well, Three Amigos. Oh wow! Yeah, that was a good movie. Yeah. Uh, 
Chevy was also in a movie that was called, I think it was Deal of the Century. That's the one I was thinking of when I said oh, okay. Best Defense because War Deal. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's the movie I was thinking um, of. And um, the one Carrie Fisher movie I was saving oh. that you would that you would forget. The only other movie, Carrie Fisher movie I could think of other than Star Wars and Blues Brothers was uh, The Burbs. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure she was in a dozen, dozen other movies, yeah. but I don't know what they are. But she was in the burbs. So yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yes, yes, indeed. Okay. Um, so who's your guy or gal in this movie? Um, I want to punk out and say Toto, but uh, no. Um, actually, uh, not the character. I'm going to go with Ray Bulger, the actor mm-hmm. who played Scarecrow, because mm-hmm. I just thought that part was fascinating to me from when I was a little kid on. He was always mm-hmm. the one that drew my eye. Yeah. Uh, every time he was on the screen, I wanted to know what he was doing. Even when he wasn't the main attraction, his rubbery body, the mm-hmm. reason he got the part right. was uh, fascinating to me. Right. He's my guy. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with uh, the Lollipop Guild. The Lollipop. All three of them. Memorable since the first time I saw it, I'm sure, when I was a little kid. I thought that was like my favorite part, the Lollipop Guild. <laughs> And they're all like muscly, muscle It's band. funny because uh, I was watching it this past week. I was thinking, are those just boys or girls? Rather I, than I think one of, one of them because is, is a boy. Because structures were One of them's a boy, and the other two are, are just, you know, dwarves. Yeah, I can tell that they had odd makeup that was added on. Mm-hmm. And I just couldn't tell from the body type. I'm pretty sure one one is an actual boy. Well, the other two are dwarves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, but they yeah, have lollipop guild. That's... That's, I think that's everyone's favorite part when they're a kid, at least. Almost no one remembers the Lullaby, Lullaby League. Right, right. Yeah. Um, so, who's the villain in this movie? <laughs> um, oh, i got to go down my top ten list. Yes, good on top ten. Going, starting at the bottom, number ten, Defense from Falling Down, Jerry Lundergaard from Fargo, Fargo. Uh, Buddy from Baby Driver, uh, The Thing from The Thing, Hans Gruber from Die Hard, Bricktop from Snatch, Nino Brown from New Jack City, uh, the Xenomorph from Alien, Nurse Ratchet from Cuckoo's Nest. At number one, Hannibal Lecter from The Silence of the Lambs. I'm going to go with the Wicked Witch of the West. West? Uh, I'm going to make my case. Okay. She's evil. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's it. The fact that she's number four all time on the AFI villains list? Uh, Doesn't affect me at all. She's evil. Yeah. Um. Does she make our list? Make the case. <laughs> yeah, I think even even uh, Amara Gulch would make our list. <laughs> I think uh, they both yeah, make the list. Want to kill a dog? Yeah, yeah I, I think there. they both make the list. In fact, uh, I tend to look at those two as the same character. Just as yeah, I would yeah. look at all the right. duality, dual oh, characters yeah. as the same. Uh, yeah, but uh, you know, Amara Gulch wanted to destroy the dog, so mm-hmm. me and all that stuff. Just right from the get go. Let you know just how mm-hmm. bad the Wicked Witch was once you saw her. Mm-hmm. Uh, besides all the evil things she did, mm-hmm. and of course uh, she did everything she could to impede, destroy, kill off our hero Dorothy and all her companions. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the most directly mean characters we've come across. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna make my list here. You know, it makes the list. I'm pretty sure it makes the list. I want to put her. Somewhere around Bricktop, Nino Brown, um, because of the same mindset of all that. Mm-hmm. 
of what it is they were trying to accomplish and how far they were willing to go to yeah. get it. Um, I think I think she might be number three, number two. Number two, so uh, between Nurse Ratchet and Hannibal Lecter? Yeah. Oh, okay, Nurse Ratchet. She was definitely very deliberate. Mm-hmm. Um, Classic movie villain, for sure. For, it, eight, for 80 years. The Xenomorphomalian was more of a force of nature. Right. Uh, although creepy for, as... For 80 years, she's been the classic movie yeah. villain. Yeah. <laughs> but is she more evil than Nurse Ratchet? Less evil, more evil than Hannibal Lecter? Um, I agree. Yeah. yeah. Number, number two. two. Number two on our list. Yeah. yeah. The defense, the hapless... Yeah. Defense contractor who lost his job. And yeah. Michael Lost Douglas. his mind. Gone from the list. Gone from the list. Yeah. Putting uh, Jerry Lundegaard, uh-huh. the fool from Fargo, yeah. on the bottom. Yeah. Yeah. So we have a, a new, well, a number two on the list. Um, and a new number three, four, five, six, seven, yes, eight, nine, ten. Definitely. Um, so where would this be on your top 100 list? Wow. Uh, you know, I'm putting it in the top 10. Uh, having this most recent rewatching, yeah. really seeing with different eyes mm-hmm. the setting, the, the staging, the use of color, black and white, all of that stuff. Um, and I kind of knew some of the social political theory in the book, mm-hmm. but it really wasn't a part of this storyline, mm-hmm. although you could follow along after a while. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, it's a complete story, beginning to end, and it has a, a good story about. Family being together. Yeah. The heart of it all. Yeah. Um, I put my top 10. Okay. Easy. So where do you think it is on my list? I was just about to ask you uh-huh. where you would put it on your list. Uh-huh. Um, I would put it, I'll put it on my list. I'm sure you would put it on your list. Let me see where my list is. Here's my list here. Okay. I want. I, I kind of want to think you put in the top 20 somewhere. What do I got here for your top 20? Well, 20 is available. I put top 10, and you've got a lot of movies that we haven't got to in your top 10. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I'm going to skip over a little bit. 15. 15? Yeah. 26. Oh, just outside the top 10. Yeah, that's, um, you know, several years ago on Twitter, people were asking, you know, before I thought about doing this, what are your top 10 movies? And without having to really dissect a lot, Wizard of Oz was definitely there. But one, and I thought it still would be in the top 10. But once I started listing all the other ones that are in my top 10 or top 20 or whatever, I'm like, yeah, that still, I still like this movie better than this. This, you know, so it's not as high as you would think, but what is up there? Top, top 30. Yeah. Yeah. 26. 26. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't actually, I started this with you. Mm-hmm. I haven't actually. Felt the need or desire to put together my own right, top right, list. Right. So most of my, when you ask me where to be on my list, it's more gut instinct than mm-hmm. anything actually having a list. Yeah. But I kind of would not want to put a list together. I've always tried not to say this is my favorite this, my favorite that, this yeah. is the best ever, because things change. Mm-hmm. And what's my favorite now, two years from now, might be tenth favorite. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I always hope that there are better things to come. Mm-hmm. Better movies, better songs, better TV shows mm-hmm. um, that will supplant what was my former favorite. Mm-hmm. So uh, I've kind of avoided that. I'm going to continue avoiding that mm-hmm. unless we do a follow up podcast that focuses on me somehow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, so yeah, number 26, pretty good. Uh, Very good. Time to talk about what didn't make the list. Um, I'm, a, I'm not no connection. Just going to mention Sling Blade. I could because Sling Blade is probably number 101. It was the closest to making my list and didn't make it. And it's wow, it's a really great. It movie. is a great movie. Very original. Very you know uh, very in, independent movie. Um, yeah. I mean, you got John Ritter in there too. Yeah. It's nice to see him. You got uh, Dwight Yoakam playing a evil guy. Yeah. He would make he would make our top the ten. The first movie that I really saw him as a really good actor right. in was, right. was he would make our top ten villains list if it, yeah, that was one of the movies. Sling Blade or or Billy Bob Mike, but you know, like it's a really, really great movie. If you haven't watched Sling Blade, that's something you need to watch. It's a great movie. Um, Search it out. Yeah. Um, so plugs, what do you got to plug? Uh you know, uh, let's plug our podcast you can mm-hmm. pick it up on your favorite uh, platform mm-hmm. um we're still looking for that holdout in Antarctica. Mm-hmm. we've picked up a few other countries around the globe uh, yeah. in the meantime so uh uh keep adding to the profile yeah and again if anyone knows anyone currently living in Antarctica, yeah get them to listen to our podcast yeah we've got listeners in new zealand and uh, bangladesh recently so new zealand is close about as close as you can get subscribe to, to the mm-hmm. podcast download the podcast yeah. uh Pump our numbers up, folks. Yeah, yeah. Um, Share with your friends. Share with your enemies. Yeah, and uh, my plug is uh, the Get Shorty TV show, which I recently binged uh, a couple weeks ago. Uh Uh-huh. It is... uh, um, Who's starting that? Was that... Chris O'Dowd is the main guy. You know, Chris O'Dowd, right? Yeah. Um, Ray Romano was the second second build. I was thinking Ray Romano. Yeah, yeah, he was in it. Yeah, he was the... Basically, sort of the sort of... It's not exactly the same, but it's sort of the Gene Hackman, like this producer who's okay. kind of trying to down his luck a bit. Trying to I don't know. His... I know the book. I know the original the movie, right. the original movie, right. the John Travolta movie. Mm-hmm. And I know Elmore Leonard. Mm-hmm. I don't like Elmore Leonard's writing. Yeah. Um, so when I heard Ray Romano was in it, I was thinking of the movie and the characters, and I didn't know who he was. So he was the Gene Hackman type right. producer. Yeah, okay. Yeah. And uh, it's fucking excellent. Like there's... It it hasn't uh, it it hasn't been canceled. I don't know if they're going to keep making them, but it's total of uh, twenty seven episodes. Each episode is about an hour long with no commercials. Like it's 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 an hour. So there's a lot of content there. Is it on uh, Netflix or what? It is on Prime. Prime. Uh, it's Amazon. Amazon Prime. Right. Amazon Prime originally was Epic's original show. Oh. It's got a lot of uh, cameos or bit parts from Peter Bogdanovich is in it a bit. Plays Robert Mono's dad, uh, and uh, Trevor Grace is in it a bit. Uh, there's a lot of Peter Bogdanovich was in it. Yeah, uh, they all laughed when they said he was going to be an actor. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but uh, it's, it's great, and uh, it's he's you know similar thing. He's a he's a you know sort of a a collection guy for the mob, and but he really loves movies. And he wants to get into the movie business. What was the the movie sequel based on the book sequel? Uh, uh, Be cool. Be cool. Mm-hmm. That's the movie that Which, actually points out points out the definition of cussing in a PG thirteen movie. Huh. They say they're discussing it, and it's like, no, in a PG thirteen movie, you only get one fuck, <laughs> and it can't be you know talking about fucking. It could be like fuck you or something. And that movie is PG-13. And that's when they use the fuck. <laughs> is when they define the rules of a PG-13 movie. You know, it's like, Interesting. Fuck. 
Yeah. I've only seen the, the be cool once, but it was pretty, it was, it was yeah. fun. Um, but uh, yeah, so great movie. I mean, great show, Get Shorty. Really, really great. Um, and uh, time to talk about what we're doing next week. Uh, next week on the podcast, uh, bring your quarters for the toll booth. Uh, have someone start your car for you and make an offer you can't refuse. Next week, we're talking about The Godfather. Ah, Francis Ford podcast. Coppola. Yeah, the original Godfather uh, next week on the podcast. And uh, on 100 movies, movies you love. 100 movies I love. We thank you very sweetly for doing it so neatly. You've killed us so completely that we thank you very sweetly. Let the joyous news be spread, the wicked old witch at last is dead. Just a very bad wizard. Well, what about the heart that you promised Tin Man? Well, and the courage that you promised Cowardly Lion? Well, I'm Scarecrow Brain. Why, anybody can have a brain. That's a very mediocre commodity. Every pusillanimous creature that crawls on the earth or slinks through slimy seas has a brain. Back where I come from, we have universities, seats of great learning, where men go to become great thinkers. And when they come out, they think deep thoughts and with no more brains than you have. But they have one thing you haven't got, a diploma. Therefore, by virtue of the authority vested in me by the Universitatis Committeatum e Pluribus Unum, I hereby confer upon you the honorary degree of THD. <laughs> PhD? Yeah, that's Doctor of Thinkology. 
sum of the square roots of any two sides of an isosceles triangle is equal to the square root of the remaining side. Oh, John, Rapture, I've got a brain. How can I ever thank you enough? Uh, well, you can't. As for you, my fine friend, you're a victim of disorganized thinking. You are under the unfortunate delusion that simply because you run away from danger, you have no courage. You're confusing courage with wisdom. Back where I come from, there we have men who are called heroes. Once a year, they take their fortitude out of mothballs and parade it down the main street of the city. And they have no more courage than you have. But they have one thing that you haven't got, a medal. Therefore, for meritorious conduct, extraordinary valor, conspicuous bravery against wicked witches, I award you the Triple Cross. You are now a member of the Legion of Courage. Shucks, folks, I'm speechless. As for you, my galvanized friend, you want a heart. You don't know how lucky you are not to have one. Hearts will never be practical until they can be made unbreakable. But I, I still want one. Back where I come from, there are men who do nothing all day but good deeds. They are called Philip, uh, Philip uh, yes, uh, good deed doers. And their hearts are no bigger than yours. But they have one thing you haven't got, a testimonial. Therefore, in consideration of your kindness, I take pleasure at this time in presenting you with a small token of our esteem and affection. And remember, my sentimental friend, that a heart is not judged by how much you love, but by how much you are loved by others. Oh, it ticks! Look, it ticks! Yeah. Read what my medal says. Courage. Ain't it the truth? Ain't it the truth? Oh, oh they're all wonderful. Hey, what about Dorothy? Yes, how about Dorothy? Yeah, uh, Dorothy next. Yeah, Dorothy. Uh... Oh, I don't think there's anything in that black bag for me. Well, you forced me into a cataclysmic decision. The only way to get Dorothy back to Kansas is for me to take her there myself. Oh, when you? Could you? Oh, but are you a clever enough wizard to manage it? Child, you cut me to the quick. I'm an old Kansas man myself, born and bred in the heart of the western wilderness. Premier Balloonist, par excellence, to the Miracle Wonderland Carnival Company, until one day, while performing spectacular feats of stratospheric skill, never before attempted by civilized man, an unfortunate phenomena occurred. The balloon failed to return to the fair. It did? Aren't you frightened? Frightened? You are talking to a man who has laughed in the face of death, sneered at doom, and chuckled at catastrophe. I was petrified. Then suddenly the wind changed, and the balloon floated down into the heart of this noble city, where I was instantly acclaimed Oz, the first wizard deluxe. <laughs> Times being what they were, I accepted the job, retaining my balloon against...